Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
I'm going to read a little bit about. This is uh, the prayers of Vasudeva, who is the, uh, played the role of the father of Krishna uh, when he appeared in this world 5,000 years ago. Actually, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if the whole thing is his prayers, but anyways, uh, descriptions of that time. He was he was Krishna appeared in actually in in a place called Mathura in India, which is about a I think it used to be about a four-hour drive from New Delhi, but now it's like a they've got this thing called the Jamuna Expressway, which takes you straight there, and it takes about two hours to get there. So. Uh, it's he, he was he appeared there uh, five thousand years ago, but he didn't appear. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't born. Like he didn't begin five thousand years ago. Krishna is not. Uh, you know, a lot of people think maybe Krishna is like a historical figure. Like he was he was alive at one point. And now he's not alive anymore. But just like the sun uh, is sometimes in our vision, sometimes not in our vision, Krishna is like that. Sometimes he appears in this world and displays his pastimes, and then other times he's invisible to our eyes. But that doesn't mean he doesn't continue to exist. Obviously, God continues to exist. If God didn't exist, then uh, you know we wouldn't exist either. This planet wouldn't be uh, floating in the perfect spot, and so many things would just fall apart. So we'll just. Uh, begin this reading. It should take about should take a few minutes, not not too long. In an astronomical treatise by the name of Kamanikya, the constellations at the time of the appearance of Lord Krishna are nicely described. It is confirmed that the child born at that auspicious moment was the supreme Brahman or the absolute truth. Vasudeva saw that wonderful child born as a baby with four hands, holding a conch shell, club, disc, and lotus flower, decorated with the mark of Srivatsa, wearing the jeweled necklace of Kastuba stone, dressed in yellow silk, appearing dazzling like a bright blackish cloud, wearing a helmet bedecked with Vaiduria stone, valuable bracelets, earrings, and similar other ornaments all over his body, and beautified by abundance of hair on his head. Due to the extraordinary features of the child, Vasudeva was struck with wonder. How could a newly born child be so decorated? Vasudeva could therefore understand that Lord Krishna had now appeared, and he became overpowered by the occasion. Vasudeva very humbly wondered that although he was an ordinary living entity conditioned by material nature and was externally imprisoned by Kamsa. The all-pervading personality of Godhead, Vishnu or Krishna, had appeared as a child in his home, exactly in his original position. No earthly child is born with four hands, decorated with ornaments and nice clothing, fully equipped with all the signs of the personality of Godhead. Over and over again, Vasudev glanced at his child, and he considered how to celebrate this auspicious moment. Generally, when a male child is born, he thought, 
People observe the occasion with jubilant celebrations, and in my home, although I am imprisoned, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has taken birth. How many millions and millions of times should I be prepared to observe this auspicious ceremony? And Vasudev, who is also called Anakandundubi, was looking at his newborn baby. He was so happy that he wanted to give many thousands of cows in charity to the Brahmanas. According to the Vedic system, when there, whenever there is an auspicious ceremony in the Kasatriya's king's palace, out of joy, the king gives many things in charity. Cows decorated with golden ornaments are delivered to the brahmanas and sages. <coughs> Vasudev wanted to perform a charitable ceremony to celebrate Krishna's appearance, but because he was shackled within the walls of Kansa's prison, this was not possible. Instead, within his mind, he gave thousands of cows to the brahmanas. When Vasudeva was convinced that the newborn child was the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself, he bowed down with folded hands and began to offer Him prayers. At that time, Vasudeva was in a transcendental position. He became completely free from all fear of Kamsa. The newborn baby was also flashing his effulgence within the room in which he appeared. Vasudeva then began to offer his prayers. My dear Lord, I can understand who you are. You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the super soul of all living entities and the absolute truth. You have appeared in your own eternal form, which is directly perceived by us. I understand that because I am afraid of Kamsa, you have appeared just to deliver me from that fear. You do not belong to this material world. You are the same person who brings about the cosmic manifestation simply by glancing over material nature. One may argue that the Supreme Personality of Godhead who creates the whole cosmic manifestation simply by his glance cannot come within the womb of Devaki, the wife of Vasudeva. To eradicate this argument, Vasudeva said, My dear Lord, it is not a very wonderful thing that you have appeared within the womb of Devaki because the creation was also made in that way. You are lying in the causal ocean as Mahavishnu, and by your breathing process, innumerable universes came into existence. Then you entered into each of the universes as Garbhadakashaya Vishnu. Then you expanded, your, expanded yourself as Kishoradakashaya Vishnu, and entered into the hearts of all living entities, and even into the atoms. Therefore, your entrance into the womb of Devaki is understandable in the same way. You appear to have entered, but you are simultaneously all-pervading. <clears throat> we can understand your entrance and non-entrance from material examples. The total material energy remains intact even after being divided into 16 elements. The material body is nothing but a combination of the five gross elements, namely earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Whenever there is a material body, it appears that such elements are newly created, but actually all the elements are always existing outside the body. Similarly, although you have appeared as a child in the womb of Devaki, you are, all, you are also existing outside. <clears throat> you are always in your abode, but you can simultaneously expand yourself into millions of forms. One has to understand your appearance with great intelligence because the material energy is also emanating from you. 
You are the original source of material energy, just as the sun is the, sun of the, is the source of the sunshine. The sunshine cannot cover the sun globe, nor can the material energy, being an emanation from you, cover you. You appear to be in the three modes of material energy, but actually the three modes of material energy cannot cover you. This is understood by the highly intellectual philosophers. In other words, although you appear within the material energy, you are never covered by it. <clears throat> so that is one of the main differences between uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, and us, is that we can come under the laws of material nature. We're stuck, we're pushed around and pulled around by the laws of matter. We can't, for example, our, nobody, I don't think, looks forward to getting old, right? It's not something that we want. Does anybody want that? Sometimes. Yeah, maybe. So maybe some people want it. It's not that bad. Like my mom, she says she's happier now that she's older than when she was younger. So it's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing being old. But it's not something that it's something that's going to happen whether we want to, we want it to happen or not. We got we have no choice in the matter. The the way the material energy works is it starts to appear older. You know, we start to get older. But actually, as was stated in that um, in Vasudev's prayers, that. Uh, the material energy doesn't actually, uh, you know, your body, it doesn't get older. It, I mean, the matter that's making up your body, it doesn't get older. It's, it's just, it gets transformed, you know. It comes, so you eat an apple, you eat the apple, that apple makes up your body, and then you excrete the, the stuff that, made, you know, that was making up your body before. So it's always in flux. It's not that, you know, a white hair, for example, is not... An older hair it's, it's a new hair just as uh, you know just as a baby's hair is new it, it may appear older but it's not older you know? but so uh, but anyway our bodies go through this uh, aging process we can't you know we can't sit down uh, prop we can't you know run like we used to we can't uh, sit down cross-legged like we used to we need to sit in a chair and so on this is because we're forced by nature to uh, undergo these uh, changes, and there's so many laws that were laws of nature that we're controlled. Not just we're controlled by not just old age. For example, the law of gravity. You know, we we we're, we're stuck having to. You know, we can't. We're stuck in traffic. We can't just fly over the traffic. You know, because we're unless you have a jetpack. You can't, you can't do it, right? You're stuck with the body you have and you're, the, the, the gravity's pushing down on you and there's really nothing you can do about it. So, uh, Krishna, he was on this planet, was it 125 years? Is that right? Can anybody confirm that? Yes. Yeah, it was 125 years. And he never appeared older than like a 20 year old right? he always he was always youthful because he's never under the he's never under the control of material nature similarly when he came all these like 
he made it so all these extraordinary things happened. It was the eighth day of the waning moon when he appeared. But to make it glorious for himself, he made the, the moon appear full. He, uh, he had these like super amazing pastimes. You know how, how um, in movies there's always like a, uh, you know, like a Superman or a Batman. Everybody loves a hero, right? They love hero stories. And, and uh, you know, everybody loves the hero. Well, Krishna made it so when he appeared, he had these fun times as a kid where he didn't just have regular, boring, you know, pastimes. He made it so these huge demons came to kill him. You know, and they scared the whole, all the residents of Vrindavan. And everyone was frightened. Uh, but, and then Krishna just kills these huge demons without even barely trying. And everybody's just looking at him, like, struck with wonder, wondering how amazing is this person, you know? Because, actually, when, when Krishna appears, uh, he, he appears with all his friends from the spiritual world. They all come down. And they, uh, he puts them under this spell called Yoga Maya, which they don't see him as God. They don't, because Krishna likes to, he enjoys playing, he enjoys the love of his devotees. So he doesn't um, he doesn't want their awe and their reverence. He wants to play with them and love them and have loving relationships. So uh, he puts them under the spell called Yoga Maya where they don't even see him as God. They just see him as this like amazing hero that they all love and they all have very close and personal relationships with. That's another difference between God and the regular person. The regular person can only have, uh, you know, they can only have, like, maybe moms can relate to two people at the same time. You know, they have this ability to, what's it called? Um, multitask. Yeah, I don't have that. Like, I can, I, have, I can only do, you know, one person at a time, you know. But God, He, he deals with all the living entities at the same time. It's not that, you know, there's one living entity, he can only deal with one at a time, so God's busy while he's talking to this person. You know, he, right now he's dealing with somebody in Paris, so everybody, you know, everybody else in the world has to, has to wait until he's done with that, you know. So, no, but anybody can pray and relate and have a relationship with God at the same time. Millions and millions and millions of people can have, you know, can all be relating to God in a very personal uh, way at the same time. Um, it is it's said that uh, Krishna expands himself into millions and millions of forms, right? Did, did I just read that? He can expand himself into millions and millions of forms and be relating to uh, different people doing different things all at the same time, simultaneously. And when he comes down into this world, he doesn't just come down to this world and then the spiritual world is empty. He's also in the spiritual world at the same time. Relating to his, his friends and uh, over there when he's relating to the people here. See? If, if a person gets really, 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 really good at mystic yoga, uh, 
he can expand himself maximum to eight. But you're only the if you're doing this, if you're giving the shaka in Hawaii in one of your eight forms, you're giving the shaka in Japan and wherever <laughs> wherever else you are, wherever else where else wherever else you're expanded. So in Hawaii, this is cool. You can give a shaka, and then you know, people give you a shaka back. But if you know you do this in Japan or in, in the Philippines or something, you know it might mean something bad. You know, and you could get beaten up. So you have the, the, when when these mystics they can expand themselves. They're really, really, really good. But that they're doing the same thing wherever they are. You see, but Krishna is not like that. See, Krishna. He's not bound by any laws. All the laws are below him. You see, he's the he's he's the master of the laws. He's he made the laws. You see, there's some uh, uh, fake gods that uh, in India. India is full of fake gods, and they they their followers worship them as God. They they want you know that they 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 call themselves Bhagavan. Bhagavan Rajneesh or Bhagavan Sai Baba. Bhagavan means the Supreme Personality of God. It means God. So they they try to uh, you know say that they're uh, God. They try to say that the Supreme Personality of God. But they don't possess any power of God. They don't possess any potency of God. They don't act like God. They uh, like for example this one person he, he wears really long sleeves and he does this thing like this, and and then he's got a gold necklace or something that pops up, right? Pops out, and everybody's you know struck with wonder. Thing, wow, he just created some a little bit of gold like that. First of all, he probably didn't even create it. He's got long sleeves. It's you know he's not he's just a what do you call it, like a fourth-rate magician, you know, and. Uh, and there's this. I saw this one clip, and he he had a he had a he was like pretending he was gonna vomit like this, like this, like that. And then he had this big handkerchief like that, and he goes and and, and there's a, the side view that you see the camera from the side. Um, he only opens his mouth a little bit, and he goes like that, and then he pulls out this big out of the handkerchief, and there's a plenty of handkerchiefs for some reason just right in front of him. And then he pulls them out, and there's you know this big gold little trinket thing, and then he gives it to his follower, and his follower says, "Oh, thank you, you you know you must be God, you know." So, so Krishna is not one of these um, fake gods that uh, come out of the mystic yoga factory. He is actually the supreme personality of God, and who is always above the laws of material nature. He never comes under the laws of material nature. Such. Uh, such uh, so-called gurus, they um, say that God came under the laws of material nature and then has to struggle to get out of the laws of material nature. But um, this is against the Vedic conclusion and it's uh, against the verdict of all the uh, fully realized real yogis, the real yoga masters, who have a relationship with Yogeshvara. Yogeshvara is another name of God which means the master of all the yogis. So it's not that the living being, it's not that us, we can ever become God. We're the, the small, we're just a tiny little soul 
And our business is not to become God, but our business is to take shelter of God. And um, when we take shelter of God and uh, grow our love for God, then we become happy. There's no happiness in uh, trying to pretend that you're someone you're not. So, real yoga, yoga is meant to um, bring a person uh, united with God. Make a person united with God. And in this position of happiness uh, and security, uh, a person is a person can be truly happy, really happy, knowing that I am small, God's big. Humbly serving God, humbly loving God. This is the goal of life, and Krishna appeared um, to make this possible, to display his pastimes, to display himself, and to make it possible for us to. Um, love him very intimately. Okay? Thank you very much. <laughs>